You're listening to Seattle Real Estate Podcast. So the Amazon CEO is citing a rougher patch with Seattle, like, like say the last five years. He is looking to the burbs. That's literally a headline of this uh, Bloomberg uh, written article that's been carried in the Seattle Times. We, know, we kind of know this story, but one of the impacts has been the tax Amazon. That is a direct storyline. Now, Amazon kind of beat that back. But when that happened, that was 2018, I think it was. When that happened, Amazon started to kind of really do its pullback. And we've literally got a recall vote coming up here in Seattle for one of our council members who that's her big pet project is tax big business because they'll never go away. They'll just be here to pay all of our bills and take care of all of our social programs. Let's tax them. Tax Amazon. That is literally using funds that she shouldn't have. She literally spent them on a campaign to tax Amazon and basically do stuff that Amazon is like, yeah, due to this rougher patch with Seattle, we're going to go elsewhere. Where's the number one place that they're ending up? Right here, Bellevue. Is that good? Is it bad? I don't know. Employment numbers indicate and housing numbers indicate got a lot of Amazonians coming into the city in the city of Bellevue. And we're just a hopping uh, hop, skip and a step, I think is the term from Seattle, just a quick float across a big lake to get to Seattle. But man, it couldn't be more different. You go across the bridge, 520 or I-90 bridge from Bellevue to Seattle, and you're like, whoa, where am I on either one? If you go from Seattle to Bellevue or Bellevue to Seattle, oh, we're in a different land. Did we enter into Narnia here? It's pretty wild. So we're going to talk about this today. Um, yeah, that's what we're doing. Before we do that, I'll introduce myself. If you're new here, welcome. My name is Sean Reynolds. I own a couple of real estate companies and I read the news from that perspective. Some might say it's news for reasonable people. All right, let's do it. So Amazon.com Chief Executive Officer Andy Jassy is open to a reset in his company's sometimes contentious relationship with Seattle. Amazon having a contentious relationship with Seattle. We're doing headquarters too somewhere else. Let's do a contest. New York, you win. Ah, uh, you're not giving us a tax break. Mm, yeah. Let's go back to Bellevue. Let's go back to where it's safe. That's literally what they've been doing. But they made clear that he's hedging his bets with plans to expand in neighboring cities. You've already got Microsoft. You got one Microsoft way just a couple of miles from where I'm, I'm sitting here. That's Redmond. You've got Bellevue, which I'm in, and then you've got Seattle over that way. Probably like, I don't know, from downtown Seattle, maybe is it 10 miles, eight miles, nine miles, 10 miles, something like that. But it's, it's out, you know, it's the, it's the burbs versus, ooh, urban. Yeah. Yeah. The, the rough patch we've been going through, we're going to explore other options just outside of, say, Seattle City proper. The world's largest online retailer is by far the biggest private employer in Seattle with more than 50,000 workers. We surpassed Boeing a while ago, right? I mean, it used to be that everybody worked for Boeing in Seattle. And then Microsoft started to pop up with all the little startups that popped up with them in the 80s. 
It's crazy. I would do appraisals and I've talked about this before. When I was super in my early, early 20s, go out, do an inspection and there would be like this newer home, this nice big newer home, three, four bedroom home, two and a half bath, whatever, two car garage. And you'd have like a bed, a table, a couch, a TV, just total bachelor style. And then a Ferrari in the garage. That's all that this kid who got a bunch of stock option money. That's all that they really cared about is that Ferrari. You know, it was, it was, it was a thing. It happened all day long. You'd go out and appraise these homes of newly minted tech money guys. And, um, it was, it was a thing. It was like, what is going on here? Well, Microsoft started a real trend and here we are years and years and years and years later. So micro, uh, Amazon with more than 50,000 workers. So biggest employer in the in the area that distinction has proved a headache in recent years, with some residents and government officials blaming the company for exacerbating homelessness and traffic. Let's see, you employ more people in a city, you're going to have some traffic issues. Could it be that traffic planning in Seattle is the worst? We don't have any room to expand our freeway systems. We're wedged in between Puget Sound and the Cascade Mountain Range. I mean, we're landlocked, essentially. It's just like there's nowhere to go. So, yeah, traffic's a problem. Yep, it is. It's bad. Traffic here is bad. All right. Did Amazon create that? No. Did it make it a little bit worse? Yeah. You're just going to have to deal with that. Homelessness? All right. That's an affordable housing issue. Can you blame some of that on Amazon? Maybe a little bit. You're going to blame some on on Amazon. Yeah. But how about emptying out all the psych wards and prisons and just basically dumping people on the streets and not really coming up with any long-term solutions for helping them directly? How about we look at that? I don't know. that. And then when they do crimes and do crazy stuff, we just kind of let them keep up that lifestyle and doing their thing. Is that really Amazon's fault? Let's tax them anyway and just find out, right? I'd say the last five years, the city council has become less enamored with business or with Amazon. That is some real, that's, that's smooth. I'd say over the last five years, the city council has become less enamored they, they love us just a little bit less with business or specifically with us, Amazon. They love it. They still love us. They're still enamored, but just a little bit less over the last five years. Jazzy said during an event hosted by technology news site GeekWire. I've read a bunch of stuff from them. I think GeekWire is pretty good. It's just been rougher is what the CEO of Amazon said. Yeah, it has, because they're trying to kick you out. They don't want you. They don't appreciate all the jobs you're bringing in. They just want to defund the police 50% and bring in a bunch of nut jobs and do government that way. That's been working out real well. Amazon, along with other businesses, successfully beat back a proposed per-employee tax on large business in 2018. The next year, it helped bankroll a slate of business-friendly city council candidates with a $1 million contribution to a fund affiliated with the local chamber of commerce, the largest political contribution by a company in memory backfired and most of the chamber's slate lost. Ugh. Yeah, that wasn't good. 
All right. Yeah, that, that didn't work out. Got to say the company which is wrapping up construction of an expanded Seattle headquarters campus has since shifted its expansion planning toward neighboring cities like Bellevue and Redmond. I am literally located on Bell Red Road, which is hyphenated for Bellevue and Redmond. Jazzy, uh, it's just east of Seattle. And that's where most of our growth will end up being, Jazzy said. He added that he wouldn't be surprised if Amazon opened up other offices in additional cities in the region. Just not in Seattle. Yeah, we're not going to go there. A few years ago, Amazon stopped referring to Seattle as its hometown, instead citing the Puget Sound region. I love that. That's just so generic. Where do you live? Oh, roughly the Puget Sound region-ish general location. The Pacific Ocean Inlet abutting Seattle and neighboring cities, Puget Sound. It's an easy way to describe all, all the way from up north to all the way down south because Puget Sound is, you know, it kind of encompasses a lot of those areas. So it, it does make sense. We'll always have a lot of people in Puget Sound, he said. Where they end up being in Puget Sound is very much to be determined. And he said this yesterday. Okay, so let's take that being said, let's take a little, little tiny look at the Shama Sawant recall. What do you say about that? I was going to do this as a separate podcast, but it kind of fits in with this narrative with the storyline of, uh, yeah, we've got a recall for probably our most heavy socialist slash Marxist, whatever she is, um, city council member in Seattle who has come up with a lot of stuff that some people uh, from the business community think might be, uh, yeah, out there, just a little bit out there. Seattle will have a recall election after all. How will it work? The petition to remove Seattle City Council member Shama Sawant adds intrigue to this political season. Intrigue is one way of putting it. If you remember correctly, Shama Sawant is the council member who opened up town hall, city hall, to a whole bunch of protesters during CHOP and had a little impromptu meeting in city hall at night, like 10 o'clock at night. Now, well, let's just go hang out here. There's, there's nothing wrong with this. And she also led a march on our mayor, Jenny Durkin's home, who is supposed to be on the do not call register as far as her address goes, because she is a formal federal prosecutor. Shama Sawant decided we're going to lead a protest on Mayor Durkin's house, but because she isn't down with defunding the police 50% or a lot of other nonsense that we believe in. We're just going to lead this pro group of protesters. What could go wrong? A little bit of graffiti, you know, some stuff like that happened. And the mayor, mayor wasn't on board with that. We're going to read about a couple of these things. This is literally, those are some of the things that the recall is over. So the campaign to recall Shama Sawant has been about as easy to follow as a Capitol Hill roundabout. All right. If you don't know what that means, it's okay. You've got these roundabouts where you're like, okay, what, where do I go here? What, you know, you can imagine traffic flow in Capitol Hill, I mean, those two things, you know, crazy stuff in Seattle. Like where, which, where do I go here? I don't. Um, at one point, the Seattle City Council member supporters gathered signatures to place her potential removal on November's ballot. All right, I read that correctly. At one point, the Seattle City Council member, Shama Sawant's members, her group, her peeps, 
They gathered petitions, and she signed it herself to place her potential removal on November's ballot because they believed that they would get more people out in the general election, November, whatever that is, than if there's a special election that only people who are like, yeah, uh, I almost said defund Shama Sawant, but, uh, you know, recall Shama Sawant. They believe that if they could have got on the November election, they'd have a better chance of surviving this recall than if it's put on a special uh, ballot, which is going to happen, I think, December 7th. Is that right? Yeah, December 7th. All right. So, so didn't get on the November ballot. That didn't end up happening. The recall Shama Sawant campaign failed to or intentionally didn't, depending on who you believe submitted signatures in time to join races for Seattle's next mayor, citing multiple city council positions in the King County executive. But last week, King County elections announced that it had certified the petition, meaning we'll have a recall election after all on December 7th, 2021. Recall, it's a coming. How will it work and how do we get here? Let us explain. Why is Shamaswan up for recall? Let's start with the literal as legal stated reasons. In September of 2020, King County Superior Court Judge Jim Rogers reviewed six charges. She was up on six charges for recall made against the city of Seattle Council member who was elected for a third term in 2019. I think she won in 2013, 2015, and 2019, something along those lines. I uh, could have those day, those years wrong, but literally three times. Two of them that Sawant used her office uh, on these charges, two of the six, Sawant used her office to encourage the occupation of the Seattle Police Department's East Precinct and that she helped create CHOP were dismissed. Those were just thrown out. But Rogers deemed the other four charges legally sufficient, which doesn't mean that they're true, but it just allowed the recall to move forward. After Sawan appealed her decision, the state's highest court ruled the recall could proceed based on the accusations that Sawan did these four things. Used city resources to support the literally called Tax Amazon Ballot Initiative in early 2020. That's why we're talking about this. She literally had a petition, an initiative, a ballot initiative, to tax Amazon specifically. Ah, you're too big. We need to tax you. And uh, she let in hundreds of protesters into City Hall on June 9th, 2020, when the building was closed by law due to COVID-19 restrictions, and nobody said a damn thing. Remember all those Black Lives Matter protests? How many permits do you think they pulled to go do their protests? Hmm. Yeah. No, they didn't, did they? Uh, she led a group of protesters to Seattle Mayor Jenny Durkin's house, the address of which is protected under a confidentiality program. Um, in May, a month after the judgment, Swant fessed up to using city money and employees to back the Amazon Tax Amazon Initiative. Seattle Ethics and Elections Commission fined her 3500 bucks, twice the amount of the city funds she'd spent on the campaign. So it wasn't a lot of money, but it was some money. I thought that was kind of chicken shit, but you, you know, it's like, all right, it's not a ton of money, but yes, it's wrong. And we're just trying to, you know, this 
this group is basically trying to get her out of office for a whole bunch of stuff, mainly those other things that are just like, uh, yeah, council members really aren't supposed to cross the line and do those kinds of things. But uh, Shama Sawant, she is a real go-getter. She really gets her message, whatever that may be out there. Um, the motivation for her removal, however, is not necessarily limited to those bulleted accusations. During Sawant's appeal of the charges, her attorney argued that the recall effort stemmed from uh, political criticisms. Uh-oh. Uh -oh, we're going political here. Whether that's true or not, it's undeniable that Sawant is a political lightning rod. She attracts extreme extremity, both in support and censure. Those uh, to the right of the prominent socialist would seize an opportunity to oust her via recall, no matter how severe the charges is hardly surprising. I think uh, I think the folks in Seattle just don't want her on the city council because She's even too far left for them. It's crazy. I know. Is that a possibility? I think it is. And I think this recall, I think this recall could actually go against Sawant. I know we saw, uh, I think it could, will it? I'm, I'm like, I'm a solid 50-50. I'm leaning towards more of, she might actually get recalled because we've got so much stuff going on in Seattle that I think the voters are finally at a point where they're like, this isn't really what we had in mind here. I think that's what they're going to do. Whereas with uh, Governor Newsom down in California, that state is so heavily Democratic. Obviously, Seattle is as well. But you've got a contingent of the voting population there who has pretty vocally st stood up and said, yeah, we're, we're liberal, but we're not that liberal. And they're gonna, you know, maybe, maybe she gets voted out. I don't know. Will that change things dramatically? No, because you still got a bunch of folks on the city council that do crazy stuff. One of them still looking at, I think, defunding the police by 50%, because that would be a genius move at this point in time with gun violence the way it is and everybody in Congress basically saying, yeah, defunding the police, we're not really on board with that at all. Black Lives Matter, hey, what about our movement? Mm, yeah, well, you know, politically, it's defund the whole police thing, that whole thing, that's a little passe. We've moved on. You guys, mm, I don't know. It's crazy times, right? It's crazy times. You've got a recall, a uh, bunch of other recalls going on. This one, this one might have legs. It might, it might boot her out of office. I would like to see that happen because I don't believe in the perspective she's coming from the, the whole tax Amazon. Um, nothing really good has come from most of our Seattle City Council's actions. No, things have gotten worse. Homelessness situations gotten worse. Drug addictions gotten worse. Crime has gotten worse. Homicides gotten worse. I mean, you just drive around Seattle and you look around and go, how did we get here? Oh, I know. Seattle City Council has some genius moves that, um, yeah, here we are. All right. So, yeah, that's that one. So Amazon looking to uh, to go elsewhere, still in the Puget Sound region, 
due to some of the stuff that's been a little bit of a rougher time. And one of those things has been tax Amazon, which we've literally got a recall election coming up here in uh, it almost exactly I'm reading to this uh, for you on October the 6th, almost exactly two months from now. So 61 days, however you want to count those. We'll know or we'll be really close to knowing. All right. Does it have much impact on Seattle? No, but I think it would be a start in the right direction. I do. I do. And in November, we've got a, a pretty, uh, pretty tight uh, city attorneys race. We've got one that's an abolitionist and the other that's more conservative. Um, it, that, that's who it's down to. It'll be really interesting to see how that goes. Because um, the abolitionist is basically, I, he's got some tweets out there that are just like, okay, yeah, you appear to be a solid supporter of Black Lives Matter and all that comes with that. So, and I don't agree with that. So, um, with some of the the things that Black Lives Matter and, you know, the other far left that they bring to the table, I don't agree with some of that stuff and local politicians don't as well. And who knows, even in Seattle, could they get elected? Hmm. That's a, that's a, that's a huge maybe. Just like so Shama Sawant getting recalled. That's a huge maybe that people who voted her in, they're still living there. There's a good chance they're going to be like, oh, we don't want to see her go. She only did a couple of bad things. I'll have to wait and find out. All right. That's it for me on this one. Thanks so much for being here. So we're going to be rebranding the Seattle Real Estate Podcast. I need your help when you see stuff online, maybe on YouTube or wherever. Uh, we're looking to kind of rebrand. We're going to change the, the name of the uh, the podcast. Content. Content stays the same. Probably even get better. I know. Shocking. Hard to imagine. And from that, I mean, it will, the content will probably reflect more what the podcast is called and the byline and all that good stuff. News for reasonable people. No, we're not calling it that, but think along those lines. And I want you as a listener and or a viewer to help me out. We want to, we want input from you guys, the ones who consume and make this happen and make this possible. We want you to tell us, what would you like the podcast called? Cause that's what we're going to do. So if you want to send stuff right now to me, we're going to have a, a bunch of online events and things where you can participate and put your ideas. If you want to send ideas right now, send them to Sean, S-E-A-N, at seattlerealestatepodcast.com. Tell me what you think the name of the podcast should be. Tell me what what should we put on some of the merchandise. We haven't gone after a lot of the avenues of getting the podcast out there because I haven't been convinced that we want to keep rolling with something with real estate in the title because we do do some real estate. But a lot of it is topics that impact real estate that normal real estate guys don't touch because they don't have any balls. Uh, did I say that? No, I didn't. Um, yeah, I, I, I tend to just uh, be able to get into stuff and I don't really worry about, you know, the projected outcome. Sean, are you going to lose 6.2% of your gross revenue if you make that comment? I don't really know. This is what I think. I'm going to say it. Well, we recommend you don't do that. All right. Don't really care. Here we go. So let me know what you think it should be called. Byline, you know, um, somebody said, hey, stick on a hat. I'm reasonable. That'd be funny. I mean, just stuff like that. I, your input. I want your input. So be looking for stuff where you can put your input, what you think, you know, what directions we should go in. 
and um, we'll do it. It's uh, it's going to be a, a a joint effort. Let's just put it that way. Okay. Thanks again for being here. We'll catch up soon. Till then, make good choices. We'll see you then. Bye. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel and hit the notification bell so you'll know when our next video is out.